today I want to talk to you about three very powerful words. So much power is in these words that if we would just learn to not only say them, but learn to live them out, life would be so much better for so many people. In homes, in communities, in churches, I believe our whole nation would be a whole lot better off if we'd learned to live these three words. What are those three words? Well, we'll be talking about them in our upcoming podcast on the Bible Beacon. I'm Pastor Raymond Rivers. Stay tuned as we talk about three powerful words. And with that, we welcome you to this week's Bible Beacon podcast. I'm Pastor Raymond Rivers. We are glad that you're here, and we hope that as we uh, spend some time together uh, through this podcast, that we will share something uh, to show you the way and brighten your day, help you to live for Jesus. And uh, if you've never met him as your Lord and Savior, we hope to share something that will help you to be able to do so today. Well, we are going to be talking today, as the introduction uh, was given a while ago, on three powerful words. And I meant what I said in the introduction. I believe if we would learn to use these words, genuinely, really meaning them in our heart, it would change so much in our culture. I'm talking about families would be changed, churches would be changed, communities, and I believe even our nation would be changed if we as God's people would learn these three words. What are they, Brother Raymond? Well, before I tell you what those three words are, let me read a couple of verses of scripture to you, okay? The first one is found in Ephesians chapter 4 in verse 32, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. The second one is found in Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, this is where Jesus is teaching his disciples uh, about prayer. And this is more commonly referred to as the Lord's Prayer, but more accurately, it should be called the model prayer. This passage continues on in verse 10. It says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, I've read both of these passages of scriptures, and both of them include the subject that we're going to be addressing in this podcast, and that is the subject of forgiveness. Those three powerful words that has so much meaning, so much blessing that comes with it are, I forgive you. So many families, churches, communities, organizations have been grossly affected, some even destroyed because one or both parties of a given situation had failed 
to learn about forgiveness. I want to talk to you about this. One thing about this passage in Matthew chapter 6 that is so powerful is that it opens up with Jesus teaching his disciples with our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. They're talking about praising and glorifying God. They're talking about exalting him. And then it says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And the very next thing is forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And I realize there's a lot of people that, you know, they, they think one thing or the other about this particular passage, but then it is clear that the idea of forgiveness would include that if we want to be forgiven, we must learn the idea that we are also to forgive others. Then it doesn't conclude there. In the last two verses that I read, verses 14 and 15 of Matthew 6, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Now, that doesn't mean you earn the forgiveness of God. That just simply means how can you expect God to forgive you if you're not willing to forgive other people. Because it says in verse 15, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. I believe with all of my heart that there's a lot of work that needs to be done in this area. As a matter of fact, this area of forgiveness is ripping families apart and uh, churches. Now, I'm not saying we should be uh, slacked on uh, fighting against sin. I believe that we should stand against sin, hate sin, but I do believe that we should love the sinner. I believe that there are people who need to be reconciled and restored and renewed. There's people who need to come to Jesus who've never done so. And this issue of forgiveness, uh, they don't understand it. One of the reasons is, is it's hard for them to understand that God could forgive them when God's people came. And I believe with all of my heart that there's a lot of people today who are in the shadows of a community uh, or church that uh, so much uh, desperately wants to be uh, reconciled to God, to be saved, to be forgiven, to be coming out of a backslidden condition and to be restored. And yet the church uh, doesn't see it that way. They, they can't forgive even though God can, and, and it's sad. And, and the fact is they can uh, if they'd only walk in the Spirit. Let me just share with you why I believe that today we should forgive people. Now, I'm going to go back to our passage of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 4. And be ye kind uh, one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I believe that we are to forgive, first of all, because we have been forgiven. Now, I don't know about you, but that's exciting to me because I know that I, just like you and anyone else in this world, we're all born sinners and we all need to be forgiven. And if we come to Jesus Christ, having repented or turned from our sins and recognizing that we've done wrong, ask God to forgive us and he forgives us, that is powerful. The last part of this verse says, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. The fact is that we have been forgiven, but that is only that's possible only through the Lord Jesus Christ 
in his bloody death on the Calvary's cross, in his burial, in his third day resurrection. Christ forgave us, and it cost him dearly to do so, but he did it because he wanted us to be reconciled to the Father. Now you say, Brother Raymond, why is this so important? Because if you're listening to this passage or, or to this podcast and you realize that you have been forgiven, I hope this podcast at this moment encourages you uh, to and motivates you to celebrate the forgiveness of God that Though you were born a sinner, Jesus Christ has come to forgive you of that sin. I think that's powerful. But if you're listening to this podcast, I hope this, this thought will encourage you to think that while I was a sinner and other people have been a sinner and have asked God to forgive us, and he has forgiven us based on the work of Christ, that'll give you hope that he will forgive you. I believe with all of my heart that we need to learn to forgive other people because we have been forgiven. I believe, second of all, that we need to forgive. Secondly, because we have been commanded to forgive. Remember what it says in Ephesians chapter 4? It says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Now, I don't know about you, but I do understand that when God gives a command, He expects us to obey it. And I believe with all of my heart that we need to learn to be a people that forgives. We need to follow the example. We need to follow the example of what it means to forgive. And there is no greater example than that of our precious Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, who commands us, commands us here in Ephesians 4.32, to forgive, forgiving one another. And can I tell you something? Sometimes there's more than one time that you're going to have to do that with some people. The Bible teaches us that uh, we need to be forgiven. Even in our own walk with Christ, we fail God. But what does 1 John 1, 9 say? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I told you that, yes, we have come to Christ and we have been forgiven. We have become children of God, but yet still we find ourselves not completely perfect in this world. We, we strive to live right but we fail. And yet there's times because of those failures that we have to ask people to forgive us. And so therefore we need to learn to forgive. Why? Because we have been forgiven. That's the experience. But we have also found ourselves needing to forgive because we have been commanded to forgive. That's the expectation. That's what God expects of his children to learn to forgive others who have wronged them. Number three, we need to forgive people, not only because we have been forgiven, the experience, we need to also forgive, number two, because we have been commanded to forgive, the expectation, what God expects of his children. But thirdly, we need to forgive because people need forgiving. And that's the existence. As I mentioned earlier, the reality is there are people today who would love to experience the forgiveness that comes from God, but it's so hard for them to really fathom the idea that he could ever forgive them for the horrible things that they have done called sin when God's people 
people who say they have themselves have been forgiven, cannot find it in their heart to forgive these people. People who are lost, people who are for, uh, have, have fallen away and have backslidden on God. And the Bible tells us that they're there and we need to be ministers of reconciliation. How many times, Brother Raymond? Luke chapter 17, verses three through four teaches us that we, as Jesus told his disciples, 70 times seven. Now that doesn't mean we are to count it up and after 490 times, we can't forgive anymore. That means we are to have a forgiving spirit. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I believe with all of my heart that we need to forgive. We need to forgive because people need forgiving. Until they really understand that God will forgive them of their sins, they have no peace, they have no hope, and you could be the very person that could show them the way of God. You could show them that God would forgive them because you, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is willing to forgive them of their wrongdoing. I believe with all of my heart that we need to wake up to the reality of what Luke 6, 37 says. It says, forgive and ye shall be forgiven. How in the world can we expect to be forgiven when we have failed people, when we are failing to forgive those who have wronged us? I'm not telling you it's easy. That's why we need to walk in the spirit, not the flesh. As a matter of fact, that's what God promises us. Walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The Bible also says in uh, Mark eleven twenty five, if you have all against your brother, you know, go to him and seek forgiveness. The Bible tells us that. And we need to do so because we realize that people need to be forgiven. They need the, the peace, the hope, the joy that comes with knowing that they are forgiven. And they will understand that God is willing to forgive them more clearly and maybe even quicker if we, God's people, will show them the spirit of forgiveness. Another reason why I believe that we should forgive is because we have a warning about not forgiving. And this is the extreme. What do you mean, Brother Raymond? God goes to an extreme point here, very deep into this subject to a, a very deep degree. He says in Ephesians chapter four that we're to forgive in this passage of scripture. It says that we are to be forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. We are to forgive as we have been forgiven. Because he says again in Luke 6, 37, forgive and ye shall be forgiven. Mark 6, uh, verse 15, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father, talking about God the Father, the Heavenly Father, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. We have been given an, a warning, an extremely deep thought here. Hey, if you don't forgive, don't expect to be forgiven. Now, I believe with all of my heart here are four powerful, 
powerful reasons why we should use, generally speaking, those three words, I forgive you. Why? Because we have been forgiven. That's our experience. Number two, because we have been commanded to. That's the expectation. Number three, because people need forgiving. That is the existence. Those things exist today. In the shadow of your church, in your community, in your family, and in your community, there are people who need to be forgiven. And they need to know that God will forgive them. But they won't know that unless they see you, God's people, willing to forgive them. Fourthly, we need to forgive because we have a warning about not forgiving. That is the extreme. But there's one more reason why I believe, and there's probably a whole lot more, but one that comes to my mind right now that is really powerful. We should forgive others because it sets us free. Now you say, what do you mean, Brother Raymond? There have been people who have been wronged and because of that, they become bitter in heart. In other words, unforgiving. And that bitterness in their heart festers and festers and festers. And because of that, they wind up saying something they regret saying, doing something they regret doing, thinking something they regret thinking. All along this time, they may not, that is the person who has wronged you, may not ever realize that you're struggling with that and that they're at the cause of it. But you know what? The Bible again says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if we are going to be what God wants us to be, we need to be a forgiving people. If, if, those people never ask us to forgive them. If those people, you know, act like they didn't do anything wrong, the Bible teaches us that we need to forgive them. I, I heard a story one time about an evangelist who had been so wronged in, in a lot of ways and in some very severe ways. He didn't do anything wrong himself. He didn't deserve it. But years later, somebody came and realized that they were the ones who had wronged him and they asked for forgiveness. This old evangelist, circuit riding preacher, asked or told this young man, hey, I forgave you a long time ago. I just didn't know who it was that I had forgiven. I want to tell you something. When you forgive people, you do so much good for your own self because it releases you to walk in the spirit and not the flesh. It causes your life to bring glory to God and it keeps you from abiding in bitterness that will affect you physically. It will affect you emotionally. It'll affect you spiritually. Bitterness will eat you up like a cancer. And I believe with all of my heart that what I have talked about today, this, this thing called uh, forgiveness, if we learn to really apply it genuinely in our lives, there would be less church splits, less family splits. There would be a lot more restoration and reconciliation going on in the ministry or through the ministry of our churches because we are saying God forgives you if you repent and put your faith in him. But they'll believe that when they see us 
living like Jesus and being a forgiving people. Sometimes doing the right thing is not always easy. And I keep going back to this simple truth about forgiveness is that if we're going to do this, if we're going to take a moment when somebody has wronged us and they've come and said, I am sorry, would you please forgive me? We have a choice to forgive or not to forgive. And there may be bitterness and anger in your heart. And if you're not careful, it will capsize you. It will control your life. And the only way to get that straightened out is to walk in the Spirit. Because as you walk in the Spirit, as you say yes to the Spirit, you're saying no to the flesh. The flesh does want you to be bitter and angry, full of strife against that person. The Holy Spirit says, forgive as you have been forgiven. I'm sitting here today and I'm a child of God. I have been forgiven, not that I deserve it, but it's all because his grace, mercy, and love. And I can share that story with other people that they can be forgiven as well because I know that what God has done in my life, he can do that for them. But I must learn to live a life of forgiveness myself. I believe with all of my heart that God deserves that. And I believe with all of my heart that he deserves from those people he has forgiven for us to show that same example as Christ's followers in that we learn to forgive other people. I hope this has served as a uh, at least something that has caused you to think. If you have uh, been wronged, I hope that you will follow the Lord's example and who has forgiven you and that you in turn honor God by forgiving those who have wronged you. I hope that uh, if you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior in the free pardon and forgiveness of your sin, I hope that you'll do that today. I hope that you, right where you're at, realizing that you're a sinner, cry out to God, realizing that the wages of our sin is death. You may have never done anything what we, well, a lot of people call the big sins, you know, murder or, or, or uh, immorality or something like that. But you know that you're born in this world like everybody else a sinner. And you realize that you need a Savior. And you realize that Jesus Christ came to this earth to die for people because the wages of sin is death. He came to take your place and my place on the cross. And as Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13 of Romans 10, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I trust that you'll cry out to God today. Cry out to God today asking God for his forgiveness for there is no forgiveness like that but his. Maybe you're a Christian. Maybe you've been wronged and you're finding it a struggle to forgive those people. Walk in the spirit. Seek the face of God. 
for grace and mercy and strength to forgive and to love those people as Christ has loved us. Thank you so much for listening this week. I trust that uh, you will um, think about what we've talked about today and apply them. Three powerful words. I forgive you. I've given you five good reasons, I believe, from the Word of God why we should do it. I believe with all of my heart that as we do, things would be a whole lot different. I'd like to pray with you today. I, there's a lot of things that I'd like to do to help people. I love to be able to help people with their financial needs or other needs. And somehow, sometimes I may not be able to do so, but I can pray for you. And I'd like to do that before we close today. Heavenly Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for this blessed time together. We thank you for your forgiveness in our lives. And I pray that everybody under the sound of my voice, Lord, if they've never experienced the life-changing forgiveness and salvation of God, I pray, Lord, that they will cry out to you in faith, repenting of their sins, believing that you died a bloody death on the cross, was buried and rose again the third day from death, hell, and the grave, conquering our sin. And I pray that they will cry out to you. Lord, if there be a Christian today that has been wronged and is struggling with this issue of forgiveness, Lord, would you give them grace today? Would you give them strength? Would you give them discernment? And Lord, help them to walk in the spirit and not the flesh. Father, may you be glorified in all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for listening. We're gonna take a brief um, uh, break and we'll be right back with some closing thoughts. All right, again, thank you for tuning in this week. And I just want to remind you that this uh, whole idea of doing a podcast is a whole new venture for me. It's a whole different ball game when you're on this side of the microphone. And uh, so we hope that we're sharing something with you that will, as I mentioned earlier, will brighten your day and show you the way that God would have you to walk and to be an encouragement and a blessing to you. Uh, maybe you have a question about a subject that uh, we may not have covered, but you would like for us to. We would love to get that uh, mail. You can contact us uh, through our church address. You can just simply uh, address it to Gospel Light. That's two words, Gospel Light Church, Post Office Box 134, Calera, Alabama. Calera is spelled C-A-L-E-R-A. 35040. Again, that's Gospel Light Church, Post Office Box 134, Calera, Alabama, 35040. And please, uh, if you have a prayer request, we will not uh, share these online uh, just for privacy, but we will definitely pray for them here uh, in our studios, and we would love uh, to be able to minister to you through prayer. And if you'll send us those prayer requests, we'll be able to pray a little bit more uh, specific. We hope that you'll continue to listen to our podcast. Also look online at our website at www.gospellightfwbchurch.com. FWB stands for Free Will Baptist, but the denomination doesn't matter. It's all about Jesus. That's why it's the Bible beacon. And that's what we're talking about here is what the Bible says about forgiveness. I hope that you will come uh, to our services if you're ever in the area, in the Calera, Alabama area. And you can look on our websites for location and time. Again, this is Pastor Raymond Rivers 
Trust that you'll have a great week. Thank you for listening and hope to see you or hear from you next week.